0: Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. I tell you, it's so exciting that people want to get involved. From our kids to our, all, all ages, we're very excited what God is doing here in Roscommon. So thank you for being part of this family. We are very ex- excited indeed. I want to talk to you. Last week, uh, who was here last week? A great message on the family of God. Amen? God God was here. God was moving last week and it was powerful. When we come together, God moves and it's powerful. And so, um, today I want to continue along that lines. My message today is entitled, um, Working Together. It's going to be taken, I'm going to begin in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 15. It says that, speak the truth in love that may we grow up in all things into Him who is the head, which is Christ. We are the body of Christ. What do those words mean? Throughout Scripture, we see this analogy of the way that we fit together with Christ as the head of our body. We can only grow if we stay connected to Him. Apart from Him, we do nothing that helps our body. Now, we do a whole lot apart from God. But what we do does not help the body grow unless we are in Him and connected to Him, for He is the head of our body. Yet we're tempted to believe that we can live and function in our own strength at times. We're tempted to rest on our own logic and on our own talents at times, and only call out to God when things become difficult in our eyes. You know what I'm talking about? But this logic is faulty. With Christ as the head, we can do nothing good without Him. A body cannot exist without its head even for the most basic of tasks. Now I've heard the stories, and probably some of you can attest to this, that if you cut off a chicken's head, it can run around for a while. Guess what? We're not chickens. We're the body of Christ and we need our head who is Christ. Amen? Therefore, all we do centers on Christ. If He is not directing our thoughts, our thought life is vulnerable to destruction. If He is not directing our service to others, then we risk serving with wrong motivations. If He is not directing our words, our words become focused on manipulating the world to bring us what we want. In all things, He is the head in whom we are to stay connected, to live and to grow. Christ is the head. Verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It is what every joint in the body supplies that causes the growth of the body. It's not about a new minister or a new ministry or a new program or a new sign, what causes growth is where every joint comes together. A joint is where two parts come together. In a human body, every joint is important. If any single joint is not working effectively, then it throws the body out of balance. As we've been blessed with the gift of getting older, we can attest to that, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Listen, it causes other parts to overcompensate, putting strain on a variety of places in the body. All of this affects the growth of the body. Likewise with us, every relationship in the body is crucially important for the growth of our body. Until we fully realize that and understand that, we will not grow as a body. Either our local body or our universal body. When every part is effectively working and doing its share, then it causes growth of the body as we edify one another and build up one another in love. It may sound simple, but the truth is that we need to give attention to every relationship in the body to see what each one needs to stay healthy. Not all joints in the body perform the same task and not all relationships have the same responsibilities. However, all joints and all relationships must continue to stay connected in order for the Spirit of God to flow from the head through the rest of the body. Therefore, if we truly value the body, it would behoove us to take a closer look at the joints in the body to evaluate how we're functioning together. In the human body, there are different kinds of joints. Now, doctors out there, give me a little grace, okay? Science was not my strong point, but I'll do my best, all right? In the human body, there's different kinds of joints where different parts come together. Since Christ is the head and we are all connected with Him, let's begin with the head. Anybody know what the joints in the skull are called? They are called fixed joints. A fixed joint is where the parts of the skull come together. Our skull is not one single piece, but several bones that are fixed or fused together. Fixed joints are immovable, and yet they work as one. The fixed joint that we see in the body of Christ represents the relationship between the Trinity. It is fixed. It is immovable. Though there are three expressions of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they work together as one, for they are one. They are inseparable. It may be hard for our finite minds to fully comprehend, but each is an extension of the other. The same God who created the universe is the same God who died on the cross for our sins. And the same God who rose from the dead to give us a new life is the same God who dwells in us as the Holy Spirit. God with us. Emmanuel. The 17th chapter of John contains the prayer of Jesus when He prayed for unity in the body. The very thing that we seek today. In John 17.21, Jesus prayed that they all may be one As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. We talked about this last week. The way the world is going to know about Jesus is not by us making more posts on Facebook. It's by us coming together as a body and loving one another and becoming one just as the Trinity is one, as God is one. Jesus makes it a point to state the oneness that he has with the Godhead. The unity that the body is to seek must be united to the Trinity who is one. The problem that the body of the world is making is that many, even in a variety of religions, are attempting to become one with one another. To become one with another with another's ideologies. And to become one with another's beliefs. Contrary to the message out there, we do not all worship the same God. We have the only God who willingly died for us to pay the price for our sins. Amen? We have the only God who rose from the dead to forgive us and give us a new life. Amen? We have the only God who comes to us and actually chooses to live inside of us, even when sometimes we can't even stand our own selves. That's how awesome our God is. That's how our God is different. Yet there are many who believe that all religions worship the same God. And so they are attempting to come together in unity around that thought. This is a false unity. Because it is not connected to the head, which is Jesus Christ. John 14.6 Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. We've said this before. What would heaven be like if we all got there in different ways? What would heaven be like if Larry got there because he helped more ladies cross the street? And what would heaven be like if Ellen got there because she quoted more Bible verses? We all would would compare ourselves to one another because that's who we are. Just joking. I love you, (laughs) Ellen. Listen, the only way heaven would be a place of peace is if we all got there the same way. We all got there through the blood of Jesus because none of us could reach that place on our own. That's what unites all of us, is we all come to God the Father through Jesus Christ. It is the only way. All religions are not the same. Only Christianity connects us to God the Father as we personally accept the sacrifice that Jesus made, dying for our sins that our relationship can be restored to our Heavenly Father. Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. That's what our Bible declares. Do you believe that? Jesus is the only way. The strength of our faith is in our triune God who loves us and died for us and now dwells within us. First John 5, seven. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, who is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. You remember in the Gospel of John, it says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus, who was with the Father from the beginning. He is the Word. The Word, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, all three are one. The Trinity is a fixed joint, immovable, unshakable, and an almighty fortress. Well, the next joint in the body I want to talk about is the ball and socket joint. That's like the where the upper arm goes into the shoulder. This joint is analogous to the authority relationship that we have with God, or even like a child has with his parent, or like a worker has with his his or her boss. As long as that ball stays in the socket, or as long as we stay under our authority, we enjoy great freedom of movement within reason. But as soon as we come out from under authority, we become dislocated, and that's painful. We do not function like we were intended to function. Even though the temptation is, I don't need authority. We all went there as kids, right? We don't need our parents' authority. And so we come out from under authority, and it's a lot worse than what we thought it would be. The grass is not greener on the other side. We need to stay under the authority, especially of God. That's where we are allowed great freedom of movement. A dislocated joint is very painful and movement is actually restricted when we come out from under authority. In fact, it's very, very difficult to get that back into place without significant effort and usually involving other people to help us do that. When we become dislocated from the authority of God, it causes great pain in the whole body. John fifteen five. Our memory verse for this week is on the front of our bulletin as well. John 15.5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Let us not break from God's authority, because apart from Him we can do nothing. Well, the next joint I want to talk about is is a gliding joint, which glides from bone, kind of glides up, up, up around the other one, with cartilage in between. And the gliding joint I want to talk about is our is our spine, like the, and that that protects our vertebrae. This gliding joint would represent our relationship with one another in the body of Christ. The vertebrae vertebrae may twist at times and twist and turn as we as we stretch. But then the vertebrae springs back into alignment when the body is at rest. It was never meant for us to stay twisted for so long because when we are strained at a certain point, we we strain the body. The body of Christ was never meant to be in disarray. We were never meant to spend time apart from each other because of a disagreement. We will have differences of opinions. We will have varying perspectives. And we will have disagreements at times, but we must come back together. That's how God created the body of of Christ to function. We were designed to be aligned. We must come back together. Matthew 18.15 I hope we know this verse. Because it is often misquoted and misinterpreted. Matthew 18.15 says, Moreover, if your brother or sister sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. And if he hears you, you have gained your brother. How many know that this is one of the most misapplied verses in the Bible because people don't apply the whole verse? How many of you remember the great radio personality Paul Harvey? Amen? What was he famous for? The rest of the story, right? Right? Well, with this verse, we need to hear and understand and apply the rest of the story as well, or we will remain out of joint and divided. When we have something with another person in the body that it has not been resolved on its own, we must go to that person, not to Facebook, not to a friend, just to vent. We must go to that person. If we don't, it will begin to affect our thoughts. And our judgments and our assumptions and our actions towards that person, whether we realize it or not. If it goes on for a long time and if we don't confront the problem, we will begin to leak. And this issue will come out in our comments to others, and even in our comments or attitudes to that very person. In the animal kingdom, an ostrich puts its head in the sand, when there's trouble, believe that if it can't see the trouble, it must be gone. We're not ostriches. We are the body of Christ. We have to confront issues, not avoid them. Whether or not you're good at confronting problems consistently, I would hope that you know this truth. However, there's even more to this truth that prevents people from coming back together. We are commanded to go to the person with whom we have an issue, but it is simply not to just prove our point. It's simply not to just show you're right. Because there's some people that have no problem going to a person because they want to say that they're right. They want to make sure that the other person knows that they're wrong and that's why they go to that person. That's not what the Bible says. That's not the rest of the story. We go to that person directly, if you look at the verse, that we may gain a brother that we may gain a sister. We go to that person to restore and strengthen a relationship that God desires to put back together because we were designed to be aligned. In other words, we don't go to an argument. We go through a disagreement. The point is not to state our case. The point is restoration. Jesus never went to an issue. He never went to a problem or to a challenge. He always went through Hebrews twelve two shows us this truth. It tells us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus did not go to the cross, he went through the cross, amen? To restore our relationship with Him. This is the mindset that we all need. We are designed to be aligned. We are the family of God. We need to live this truth, not just declare it. As the family of God, we must understand that if we are going to work together and grow, then we must value every relationship and be aware of every joint and connection and do whatever we can for every part of our body. It's great to see all of you you here. There are many people in our body that cannot be here. And our heart is for them to all be connected. We are the body of Christ. I understand that we all come with baggage from our past. I have a lot of baggage from my past. And we all have ways of doing things from our upbringing that affect us and how we react with one another. But we need to realize what happens to us when we truly confess and repent and ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins and give us a new life. What happens is we are born again. 2 Corinthians 5.17 gives us this truth. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation Old things have passed away and all things become new. We're still going to have issues, but now we handle them in a different way. Now we come to God. Now we're quick to extend mercy and forgiveness. As we stay in alignment, we allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us and we forgive and extend grace and work through issues that we may gain a brother or a sister. Well, the last joint I want to draw attention to in the analogy is the hinge joint. It's like the knee or the elbow. It allows movement back and forth like a door. It allows it to open and close. But the hinge prevents it from going too far and keeps it functioning properly. However, if there's enough force, the hinge breaks and it no longer offers the protection and control. The hinge joint is like our relationship with the Holy Spirit. When we are submitted to the Holy Spirit we move with purpose and passion but we are also open to the continual conviction by the Spirit. He lets us know when we're about to cross the line. We don't always listen to it. But He lets us know. That's what the hinge is there for. If we keep this hinge joint oiled through prayer and worship we function in the fruit of the Spirit. But if we become stubborn in pursuing our way or our wants we push past the hinge of conviction and lose the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. The truth of the matter is that we all blow it at times. Our goal is not to be perfect, but to keep our joints well-oiled and make it a priority to come together and be restored to proper alignment. The way we stay in alignment is by being relational. As we have prayed for the vision of this church, And what God wants us to do, what we have heard again and again from God, is to be intentional about building community. Therefore, our strategy that girds all we do is to be relational. That's why we talked about the small groups last week. If you're interested in in becoming a leader, let us know we're starting to form to do some training to form groups for uh, January. But there's more than that. Everything we do is relational every ministry, every outreach, every effort, every event will be connected to our goal of being relational. If we're doing the things just because we've always done them this way, but it's not connected to our vision, then we must be willing to let it go and pursue a relational model. God is a relational God. He loved us enough to come take care of the problem Himself. He came to earth because He is a relational God. When you look at our ministries and our events, you should be able to clearly articulate how they are each relational because effective ministry is born out of relationship first and foremost. That is why the first ministry we launched at FCC was the care team ministry, which we're still building, to take consistent care of our FCC family. Our goal is that no one falls through the cracks, but this takes communication and working together and a willingness for each of us to do our part we will continue to be intentional with greeting so i know you guys love to greet one another as a family in our service we will be continuing to be intentional about coffee hours which there's one today and there's some awesome goodies down there today some incredible gooey chocolate cake that lou made that's incredible so um great stuff but well, that's part of our goal is to be relational. The coffee-ship, the coffee hours, the fellowship. We will also continue to work alongside other churches and ministries in our community. Forgotten Man's Ministry, the Beacon Assembly of, of God, Ross County Baptist, the Lion's Den. You know, this Friday I got a text late at night, Friday night, from the Lion's Den, from the director. And he said, Brad, we're really struggling. We had a really difficult week. I know you're not scheduled to come, but could you come tomorrow night, which was last night? Could you come and just teach on forgiveness? We we just need something. It's because we had that connection. Because we had that relationship. I went there last night, and I will tell you that God moved in a powerful way. Because we had a relationship. It wasn't me. Remember that verse says, it's what every joint supplies. Where we come together because of relationship, and then the Holy Spirit flows on whatever we're doing. As we connect with other churches and other ministries and other people it will be built and continue to be built on relationship we faithfully serve the community through our weekly food pantry now listen we don't just give out food if you haven't been a part of this we invite you to come and check it out we don't just pass out food we talk to the people we get to know them we pray with them and for them if you're looking for a place that you want to serve we'd love to have you be part of this It's growing because we're coming together as a body. It is relational. Our Sunday school program has been intentional about becoming relational. The program focuses on godly education and taking part in the worship service. As you see, our youth taking an active part. And as you've seen recently, our youth are excited to become involved in missions. It's all relational. We recently formed a pastoral relations committee, or team as I would rather call it. And it's been established to improve communication through informal meetings. In fact, new members, the first time they met with someone was with our pastoral relations team to learn what we are about as a family. In addition, we've been building unity through prayer walks and prayer nights and worship nights. And our counseling ministry, although you don't know a whole lot about it because it's confidential, our counseling ministry has witnessed God's hand in rebuilding relationships with Him and others. We're looking forward to game nights and the hanging of the greens and other relational outreaches and events. Our weekly Bible studies are not just learning more about God. We are growing closer together. And as soon we will add a new Bible study, which will be on Sundays before service on weeks where there is not choir. You'll be hearing more about that in the future, but that's going to be open to everyone. Our ladies' luncheons are maintaining and fostering greater relationship with others because they are relational. Our missions committee has worked hard to redefine our focus on mutual relationships where we, have a, where we are working together with like-minded families and organizations that have a relational focus. We have been intentional about building and maintaining community in all of our boards and our committees, addressing things when they come up, and continually working on improving our communication with everyone. We are not perfect, but we are making progress. Last weekend, my wife and I attended the state conference for the Michigan Congregational Christian Churches, and we connected with several like-minded people in churches. We are actively participating in community organizations right here in Roscommon, such as the Rotary Club and the Friends of the Library, and there are new ideas being planned for the coming year. Maybe you wouldn't expect this, but my goal today was to lay out the vision of this church. And I'm glad that you're part of it. Next year we will be having a community-wide youth group. I've already been talking with several pastors in the area, and they're excited about this, to do a community-wide youth group where we our youth, along with other youth in the area, make, do local service projects, working along churches of different denominations in our community. We'll have an opportunity to serve also alongside youth groups from Michigan who come up to Roscommon and help us meet our needs. I've been in contact with Bambi Lake to house the youth groups that come up. Also, there are plans. If you could be praying about this, I'm really excited about this. There are plans to eventually hold men's and women's and couples' retreats put on collaboratively by First Congregational and the Beacon and Roscommon Baptist. Open to everyone. I believe this will be very powerful because we're the joint supplies where we come together, God moves, and He gets all the glory. The bottom line is that we are a growing church and we value relationship. Heavenly Father, we thank you for moving in us and moving through us. We thank you for giving us the calling to be relational to build together the body that You have set in place. Give us the sermon on where to begin new ministries, knowing that each ministry is birthed first out of relationship. And Lord God, as we consider ourselves right now, and we look in our our lives, we understand the places where we have something in a relationship with others, whether it be with You or with, with someone else. And Lord God, those of us that need help, reaching that and and solving that, we come to You right now as our healer, as our Lord.